Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined by, as always, Trace Finicaro and Snake Lion. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. Good morning, gentlemen, and some interesting news has come out this week from China. Shenzhen, I, I believe it's Shenzhen, um, a scientist uh, whose field is. Uh, biological, I guess, engineering, um, used CRISPR, and he said that twin girls were born, uh, I think it's just this past week, uh, with genetically modified DNA by using CRISPR that would be uh, essentially immune to the HIV virus. It would not, uh, they would know, they would not be impacted by HIV at all. And he did this in a kind of a really he he did this over YouTube. Um, he there it wasn't like released in like a study or like a journal like typical uh, scientific findings and research has been done. And it's kind of interesting how it's turned. At first, uh, in the media, it was you know in China it was at like for the, for the first maybe for a, sec, a hot second there. It was like this great thing, and then all of a sudden, the scientists in China started getting involved and weighing in, and it turned very bad or very poorly very quickly with this guy. Um, and that's kind of like the the basic kind of gist of it, but there's been a massive, massive uh, scientific community like backlash, essentially. Globally, definitely. For the most part, everyone has... has essentially admonished this guy and said this is this is very very dangerous and it's very very kind of scary and he was very it was unethical essentially well, for him to do this well okay you know and again because one of the, one of the things with that too is that there is you know so CRISPR was supposed to be the 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 pan you know, like it was getting hyped as a panacea tech there because it was one of the first techniques that they had found that allowed you to do uh live editing on genes on organisms that were already established the problem is is that uh as they, they as they go in they find that it causes horrible diseases in and of itself or you know like there's a there's a there's a chance of because uh, like i i can't remember what the frick it was called but there, there it's like crisper fever or something like that but it's it's it the because w- what you're doing is you're effectively using um virus proteins to slide those genes into the, the, you know, those particular gene sequences into the existing cell, but they'll trigger an immune response in the organism that you did it to. And the problem with that is that because now that those, those gene sequences have been tagged with those proteins, they replicate. So effectively your whole body becomes a giant immunological. So it's like an autoimmune self-destruct sequence. Well, yeah, one of the, Major arguments, and then trust me, there are a lot of arguments against this, and it's very been widespread, which will obviously I'll cover, cover most of them or the big ones. But one of what one of them was, you know, this this scientist was just so confident, like, oh, they're just immune to HIV and no no problem, no no harm, no foul. You know, I just made a better human essentially. And a lot of scientists are like, you don't know that. Like a lot of them are concerned that. With this genetic modification and this major, major change in their DNA, 
they could be made susceptible to other viruses and other illnesses and things like that. And he's not going to know, you know, until they start to grow and, and these potential deformities kind of arise. So there's an interesting analogy on the news article. Um, it's, this is one from Wired, and it says that Chinese is, uh, China's famous for uh, Chinese knockoffs of real stuff. Even though they make most of our stuff, they also sell a lot of knockoffs. And they said that um, uh, they have been, one of the analogies that they used was buildings. And they said that there was a rush for construction to put up these skyscrapers. A mudslide wiped out 17 skyscrapers, right? And they said that um, although they're manufacturing most of the stuff, they're also famous for rushing into stuff a little bit too quickly. Um, they said that leading up to this, and uh, they did, they made miniature pigs. They made. Uh, Humanized monkeys. I don't know what that is. I don't even know what that is either. I read that as well. It sounds a little terrifying, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm maybe guessing that bad. they like took away the hair genes, and I don't know. Maybe they tried adding a couple more um, traits from humans. Maybe some more, like some more, like some spinal stuff, so they could walk upright a little bit more. And know. and also dogs with huge muscles. So what they're saying is like you know, China may be the first to be doing this, but they may be rushing into it a bit quickly. Yeah, and they say, like, they talked about in the article that I read, um, it's like a societal thing. Since since really beginning of 2017, the president there, she um, kind of pushed this Asian uh, advancement of, like, an, an Asian future, essentially, through the advancement of sciences. And essentially... A lot of you know, a lot of people in the global community said this set kind of a dangerous precedent where it was kind of like okay, through, by any means necessary, you know, like very very brash and just just do it and see what happens. Um, and now there's you're, this this happens essentially. China, India, China, India, or the U.S. Well, actually, China, India, the U.S. or Brazil are going to be the country that basically collapse the human race on this planet because India. You know, the, uh, India will just have it as an iatrogenic artifact because of just the population density. And if there's like some fucked up super like a superhuman plague that comes through, they're just not going to be able to respond to it fast enough to, con to probably contain it. Um, China is fucking dealing with the devil because they're the, just the, the the they hit they they skipped. Right from entry stage capitalism, right to end stage, where it's like, you know, Ferengi level fucked up, you know, like as long as you don't deal with the consequences. But the problem is, is that they do everything in house and all of their industrial agriculture is using um, the last series of uh, antibiotics that work against antibiotic or antibiotic resistant bacteria. Because they make the bulk there. So, like, the stuff that you have to treat people with to get rid of MS, what is it? What's MRSA? That? MRSA or... Staph. Freaking, uh, you know, uh, antibiotic-resistant tuberculosis and that shit. They're feeding the chickens and pigs. Yikes. Which is where chickens and pigs and cows, which is where these... And, you know, you have farms where you have millions of these freaking animals living in industrial agriculture conditions and it's like they get one outbreak 
and it jumps that thing, you're fucked. You know, the U.S. We we'll just do it because we're effectively fifty country. We're fifty countries stuck on the same continent, freaking warring against each other. And even if it's a bad idea, like somebody somebody will do something stupid just out of spite. And you know, we may take the whole thing down. And Brazil's got this whole idea. They got a new president because they you know like they're pissed because of just decades of, um, like corruption. You know, like they had they they had an economic. Actually, there was like there's a, there's a really f- I wish I could remember the book because I should probably pregame for these things, but of course we didn't know what the topics were before we started. Um, but it, it, it's um, Brazil basically had a complete and total economic collapse, and it's like the demonstration of how capitalism really works. Because what they did is effectively they just everybody agreed to a bullshit definition of what their dollar, their equivalent of a dollar was worth, and they just effectively bootstrapped themselves out of oblivion. But um yeah yeah it's like China and South Korea are, are fucking scary because they just they 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 have you know like the government will poo poo this stuff, but they have gone balls deep on this bioengineering tech before any of the actual like you know it, it, it's the it's the equivalent of like it took us it took us fifteen years to go from like playing around with nuclear material to actually building a reactor and they're trying to do it in two. But this has got to be strange for the country, right? I mean, the president's calling this, what does he call it, the Chinese dream or something like that? What's that? He calls it, like, the Chinese dream or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, the China dream. Yep. The China, China dream is, is his, like, kind of slogan for well, us. Well, you know, but Z, Z's also got, Z has um, a couple of different things working, working like he's working against right now, which is that part of that um, pan-China rhetoric was um, him basically uh, defenestrating his counterparty, which is the guy, like, I, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was the guy who started all that, like, Falun Gong political re-education camp infrastructure, and he was Z's primary political rival because he, he was previously the president. He got out of power, but it's this weird thing where effectively he got out of power, but he was still running all of these institutions that effectively form the backbone of the Chinese military state and like all the anti-corruption stuff that they've been doing the last 10 years you know like the last 10 five years is Z basically taking out all of the supporters of the previous president and at the same time he's using the infrastructure that uh the previous president dude to do like ethnic cleansing in a whole bunch of reasons like because they're basically depopulating previously muslim territories in china and stuff like that but yeah it, it's they're they have they china's going to probably be the first country to make a post-human human but it's because they have to because effectively they're trying to race against the collapse of the country itself because it's just is so it, un- horrendously unstable. Is it the collapse of the country or um, or is it the fact that that nobody admires China, right? Is this like if you think about like countries that drive innovation, um, the United States is definitely one of them. Well, but then what we do is it's, it's kind of like the guy that designs uh, – designs the cruise ship right he gets he gets to ride up top yet there's people that are working down at the bottom that actually have to keep it moving and as long as china is being and correct me if i'm wrong here but as long as china is being perceived as the grunt workers that are just getting 
you know, countries like the United States to their goal. So part part of this too is that you kind of you have to this you know what is it you, you get you get into brass tacks and it's like how the middle east situ- the whole middle east situation really breaks down to like just western actions during the like the world the post world war 1 period where we basically are you know like the 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 the, the european powers effectively just randomly drew borders and you know, like why you have all this ethnic and sect. I mean, like you know, there's always, there were always ethnic and sectarian problems, but effectively we just because they were effectively protectorates of certain European countries, they just drew these borders out, and it's like, okay, I guess you guys have to live to you have to live together now. Um, China suffered um really a really just shit deal during the last half of the, the, the 20th century. Um, and unfortunately, a big part of that was the Chinese leadership, too. His, uh, Mao basically went through the multiple purges. Yeah, like he purged yeah. the culture, essentially. Yes, like and that, the, that, the thousands and thousands of years of culture, they traded for essentially like... Uh, they they traded for like a new culture. It was like a new China they, they, they were creating. Did they pretty well, it, much kill the successor to the Dalai Lama? Yes. No. They 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 kidnapped him. Yeah. Well, actually, no. So so actually, so this is a weird thing. It's not that they killed the successor to the Dalai Lama. <clears throat> they, they reprogrammed him. They essentially. Ki- no. They, ki- <laughs> they they said that they have the that the the Chinese government maintains the right to determine the reincarnation of the Lama, and that they kidnapped the guy. The, the boy who was supposedly the reincarnation of the individual who's the guy who identifies the llama in his next life. And he's just been disappeared for the last however many years. Because, yeah, it's... <clears throat> but, you know, it's one of these things... Because it, it's... Uh, there's a there's a YouTube channel, um, you know, you can argue propaganda whatnot, called uh, China Uncensored, mm-hmm. that does a lot of... Art, just, just does a lot of reporting about what's going out of there. Um, and again, guy's not guy's not a Chinese national himself, mm-hmm. you know. But but yeah, but, well, I don't even believe they have access to YouTube, which is interesting well, because well, some it, of these videos are coming to us through YouTube. So there must yeah. be some privileged individuals that do have. access. Well, I mean, like you know, there's ways around the Great Firewall, but Ch- China Uncensored is also a West is is a Western ba- like it's a U.S. based program, but it's basically just reporting about what's going on in China because like the mainstream media also will not really discuss a lot of these topics. And one of the things that one of the one of the intrinsic problems is that effectively, um, after Mao did the cultural purges, there really isn't anything left of authentic. You know, like what, what do you call it? Like it, it's. I mean, like we're 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 they sold their people out. Yes. and now they're cheap, and that's how they're viewed. And they're trying cheap. to they're trying to recreate they're trying to re, they're trying to do the Disneyland recreation of it. And it, the problem is is that there is a, there is there are authentic there are there is a, a trail. Of real pre-Maoist Chinese, you know, like there's li- there's li- there's living memory of it. The problem is, is that all of the quote-unquote authentic Chinese culture is no longer in China. Yeah, I, and, and I, I and I'm with you there. But what the heck does that have to do with with? Well, because you're you're you're, you're getting into this idea is that back to your point exactly is that basically they're attempting to craft this new identity as because they've abandoned because they've abandoned. They, or they, they, for for sake of circumstance, they've lost their entire. They've lost a huge portion of what made them 
a unique nation or a people. It's this. It's, it says they, they have to race. So that we have to be the first. We have to be the first to build a moon base. We have to be the first that has fucking post-human beings. You know, like we're we're gonna be the first with the AI. We're gonna be and, all, and let's all these. be specific. They're not necessarily making post-human beings right now. They're just trying to make human beings that have <laughs> been altered. They're yeah. But right, that tech, yes. but that tech that tech is a requi- that that tech is a requisite for it. Like they're it's it's the it's the escalating interview problem. It's that they have you know, to to, to prove that they're better than the West or to prove that they are they are king shit of F Mountain, they're going they're going whole hog on things that are, are, are very powerful technologies that aren't really understood. And the thing is is that eff- effectively the Chinese mindset is that we will just we will take the hit because we have the population to do it. And the problem is, is that it's that as these technology, you know, as we fiddle with the, as we get further into these technologies, the the fallout spread is m- much bigger. You know, like who who would have sacrificed their baby? What, did you say it was twins? Was it twins? It was twins. Yeah, but yeah, people who selling their freaking kidneys for I, for iPads. I who mean, would like, have you sacrificed know? their twins to be the first. I'm actually Humans surprised. I'm actually HIV. surprised that it did that, and it's it wasn't like a, a like a political prisoner, like like I, it, for 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 real real. I mean, like it depends on it depend. <coughs> it could have been cynical. it could have been a prisoner. It, um, I mean, like maybe that's maybe that's being the article cynical. didn't get too specific into the actual family, but uh, um, now this was this was based on research that found that certain individuals were already immune to the virus, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So what they did is they just replicated well, and, and I think that DNA strand that was, so that they could create a human that was born that way. I, I, I don't believe it was with CRISPR, but there was a similar technique. Simil- well, there was a, a, effectively the same result done in England where they had conceived a child with three parents versus two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I could probably actually look stuff up on the phone while we're talking, but it was like two men and a baby. Uh, well, it was, I, I believe it was two women and a baby, but cause it was, there was something, it wasn't an intention. It wasn't like an intentional action. But I believe that there was actually. How can, some, you, how can that happen on accident? Well, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm or, saying, or I'm was saying it that a the, the, HIV, the HIV immunity. But basically, oh, what, what oh. happened? What happened was that um, there were damage to the egg cells, like mm-hmm. they didn't form properly. And what they did is they effectively grafted the cytoplasm from another, you know, so, which has the mitochondrial stuff. But it, they grafted the cytoplasm from one parent egg mm-hmm. over the actual nucleus on another one. And then fertilize that, and you know, and again, that that's that's fucking <laughs> that's a fucking because, like, that's that that is one, you know, like we we're at the screwdriver and open box wrench level of tool sets for built, like doing full biological manipulation, but like they're the other ones are gonna get here. Well, what, and what I like about this is like the whole Jurassic Park problem. Yes. Um, because a lot of people um, believe that if if dinosaurs were the predecessors of certain types of animals that we live with on Earth today, that you could actually reverse those yes. gene changes mm-hmm. and bring you back to a dinosaur. So one example is that 
Um, they can turn. They can turn teeth on. Yeah, the, the teeth. Well, they're already on, right? You, what, so, like when you, if you X-ray a chick that's growing inside an egg, you can actually see the formation of teeth, but it, it doesn't end up turning into anything. Um, kind of like the human has. Uh, humans have the the very basic formation of a tail, right? Yes. So to me, that's the interesting thing about this is where do we go? Do we bring back the woolly mammoth and uh, do we bring back these, you know, like, you know, like the like these extinct animals um, or go even crazier and bring back, you know, something like a dinosaur? Oh, like how far do you go? And could we turn the dinosaur on well, with one long CRISPR change well, you're or gonna, you're gonna is it a series of chickens and then the chickens you know end up starting to look more like a, an ostrich and before you know it you're able to keep altering them until you get there because it's got to be complex right i mean we're not dealing with it's not like um it's it's not like you change one aspect and something becomes bigger right these dna strands yeah. are all inter interlocked like like uh like pigment can be linked to uh, to eye color, hair color. You know, there's the skin color, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many things inside one str- one gene strand that can affect so many things in the way that something grows. So, do we end up with all these strange like chickens born without legs before we finally get to a chicken that's large enough uh, that we can say yes, we can get our way back to a dinosaur? I mean, how complex are we talking Ooh. here? Is this like a Rubik's Cube the size of this building? Well, so, I mean, like, you know, and this gets into the, the you know, we're, we're, st- we're still at, we're still at, we're still at the screwdriver and box wrench. You know, we, we need, we need that, we need that ODB2 scanner to kind of figure out, but. Or simulation. Well, yes, we, we have to be, well, we have to be able to understand how the, you know, the, like this is that folding down net. We have to be able to understand why certain genes express certain behaviors. But, um, I mean, like. I can tell you it's not a species recreation, like basically like jumping from an evolutionary ladder because I don't know how close birds are necessarily to dinosaurs. But um, I know of two projects right now that are in process. Um, so there is this um, megafauna animal called an auroch, which is like the, the giant like fucking destroy your village cow that all cow, modern cows are, deri- are like descended from. Okay. And there's been a bunch of attempts to breed them, but the thing is, is they have they had they had um, hides of them that they were able to pull partial DNA partial sequences DNAs, from. Yeah, yeah. But what they can do is they can actually go back through and do comparative genet- genetic mm-hmm. profiling on ca- various cow species. Let's talk about this cow. Okay. What 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 was it called again? The auroch. And. You said it's like destroy village cow. What, yeah, it, what are we talking it, it, well, here? Did you see that one Australian cow that's too big to fucking get slaughtered? No. <clears throat> like it's, it's. Oh man, he's a freaking unit. Okay, um, but that's fine. We, um, well, but but so so when I say that, it's like so bigger than a bison. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like like a fucking woolly, like like in he would be hanging out with a woolly mammoth. He's not the same size, mm-hmm. but a woolly mammoth's not gonna fucking care. You know, not gonna f with him, and he's not gonna f with. Likewise, so I mean, you're talking like are we talking like like twice the size of yes, of a cow today? Yeah, three like, times the size. Yeah, like there there is not a piece of there. Yes, there is not a piece of. Uh, so you're saying T-bone equipment. steaks just got way bigger? Yes. Um, and you know, like that's that's kind of that's where the the whole like um, 
you know, like you talk, you look in Greek myth and stuff like that, like the the, the like why it was such a big deal when the hero took down a bull because those guys were freaking, you know, they, they they were they were not passive animals, and also that they were giant fucking monsters. And like if they if they did you know like if they decided to wreck your house, they were wrecking your house. Um, but yeah, they're 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 attempting to breed them again by you know as as they get more you know you know as time goes on they do profiles but i heard that the dna that that we usually find for these animals is largely destroyed yes no no, no. like how do they how can they sequence because they tried doing something similar um with like the with like the caveman or whatever right that they found yeah they found like the ice man yeah he was like 30 40,000 years old didn't they have the same issue where they, they there well, wasn't much DNA again, left? Again, it, it, it's not it's not a one per. It's you're not tracing, so it's effectively you're just you're looking you can look because you can infer certain things just from like if I can get at least some usable sequencing off of it, I can infer I can infer based on its descendants what would be a valid what would be a valid structure give or take. I mean, it's not it's not. Without directly being able to clone something, you're not going to, you, you know, and even that, it's like you can't do a one per one copy because animals are not a single animal. Animals are a species with a collection of various descent, you know, descendant genetic sequences. Um, uh, it, 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 you know, actually there, because the other one is um, the, so when the Spanish came to the new world. They basically wiped out a whole bunch of South American tribes, the Incas in particular. But one of the things was is that like um, they had different uh, like breeds of llamas that had different qual- you know different characteristics of their wool because that was that the, the llama is effectively the the South American native equivalent of a sheep. It's also like one of our few remaining megafauna because it's like we, we there, there's like. Seven camelids, six camelids in the world, and two like. When you say megafauna, you're talking about like what the other animals have descended from. Yeah, you know, so like uh, when when I say megafauna, I mean like there's a, there's a certain thing like it's weight, whatever. But you know, like so like um, bison, uh, elephants, rhinoceros, uh, mm-hmm. lions, tigers. You know, like we 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 pretty much. So when you say megafauna, you're talking about the largest form of that. Yes, mammal? Effect, effectively, you know, like the the that ecosystem ecosystems kind of shape themselves around. Um, and we ate most of ours, but um, does does llama taste good? Uh, llama's okay. Doesn't taste like chicken. Well, you know, and again, it's 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 you know, because it's actually weird because effectively it's one of those things where you get into the idea of like when the continent, you know, like you figure out the continental divide because llamas and camels are pretty close relatives of each other because they're I mean they're both camelids because they have the weird like multiple toes everything like that but they don't have hooves but um, camels smell llamas do too. I mean, most, 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 uh, most, most things with multiple stomachs do, Trace. Um, but where w- where this is going is that when the the Spanish came, there was this there were the, these uh, royal llama herds that had wool that was like finer than angora, 
And the problem was is that uh, when the, the conquistadors and the, the, the European explorers came, they basically sacked all these cities, the governments collapsed, and the animals went into the general population. And um, it's also why it's very difficult to get animals out of South America now, because like I was, I'm going to I'm going to pack a junkie, and I want my own alpaca herd eventually. But you can't get any from down south because they consider, uh, you know, like again, they're they're trying to conserve their stock, but it's also because there are these long-standing projects because they found um, uh, old royal burials up in the mountains. And as part of that is that you would have members of the flock basically sacrificed and their, their you know, like their, their fleeces or basically their, their, their hides pulled off of them. And that would wrap the royalty and their family as they went off into the, the next life. And they pulled gene sequences, they pulled complete sequences off of all of these, um, the majority of these hides. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're actually doing widespread testing over all of these llama flocks in South America and breeding that line back from the its dysphoria. From extinction. Yes. So why wouldn't you want that? Well, no, it's not. It's not, it, again. It's 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 a worthwhile project. It just makes it a pain in the ass because the breeding stock in North America is relatively oh, constrained. So where else would you get? Your you al- can't. You 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 literally. Well, so you're an alpaca junkie, but you can't get your alpacas well, you, at you all. You can, but you, it's just it's it's super expensive because it's a kind of you know like again like livestock livestock that you don't eat on a regular basis. You know, like our sheep are fucking expensive. You know, like um, our Cotswolds are kind of in that that boat too. Like they're 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 a threatened they're a threatened breed or whatever. I mean, like they're a they're an heirloom one, but they're not. You know, they're not crank them out in a factory they're they've reached mature maturity in like six months yeah you know it never see daylight kind of thing you know it, it, they're 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 meant for country living in relatively harsh climates and it's not it's you know i mean other than selling them for selling their fleeces for a massive bang to theater companies and stuff because that's what all like the the premier Santa beards are made out of and stuff. It's just Santa beards are made from alpaca, or they're made from uh, Cotswold fleece. What's that? So Cotswold is the the actually you've never, you've never been to the house, so Cotswolds are. I've been to the house, but it was when you guys first moved. Yeah, in, but so you, you've never you only had a couple you, animals. You're, you've not you've not had an opportunity to hang out with all the stupid the, the the stupid fellows. That there wasn't in our backyard. there wasn't like six dogs and. Yes, two guard donkeys. Like none of that stuff was going there. on when I went. So, um, you know, like again, like I, I talked about the Shetlands, which are the freaking ninjas of the animal kingdom. But the Cot- the Cotswolds are a uh, British breed of sheep. Uh huh. So like they they were native they were native to that to, to Britain and like actually like that was that was kind of one of the big baller things when Rome came over and tried to take the place over. So the beards are made out of sheep. Wall. Yes, because they 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 like have the super long it has ringlets in it. It Very goes hair-like. the right coat. Yes, gotcha. Um, so to swing back to swing the China thing, um, do you think that China will eventually create a baby market? I'm surprised where people fly in, get their babies, kind of well, tweaked just a little bit. I make mean, sure are, those those eyebrows are thicker. Make sure that the eyelashes are longer. Well, I'm, I'm, make sure they're immune to HIV and polio and whatever else. And then you come back pregnant. 
Well, I, it's, so, I, I mean, you're I, already pregnant, but you come back yeah, with a I mean, like, with so, a modified pregnant baby. South Korea is big on like ridiculously big on body mod. Like I, I don't know if you like the whole the whole plastic surgery. Like there, I mean, like it, that whole region what, has a lot of plastic of surgery. Just a bit, like basically, um, the the. the which is kind of effed up in and of itself, but South Korean fashion is basically based around the predicated around the act of not actually looking South Korean. So what do they? They make themselves look like what? Well, it's it's it's, it's its own thing. It's like it's it's weird because effective, or I say it's weird because that's that's a judgment value. But South Korean, like South Koreans are f- like the the South Korean pop culture is effectively fabricating this face that's unique to itself like it's not it's not a part of mm-hmm. you know you don't because i'm like racist western overtones aside saying that you can't tell asians apart i mean like they they're depending on which region that you're from there are very you know there are, there are consistent there are consistent features that are part of a thing but yeah like between the skin lightening the the, yeah, the, the, skin the, lightening. the restructuring of the eyes and everything like well, that even if you, and that's where that's where uh Sai from gangnam style is from right is he is he South Korean? He's yeah, he's South Korean. And even if you look at the some of the um, the girls in his video, you can tell that they've they they either picked out ones with lighter skin or they they're doing what you're saying and they have the skin lightening. The skin lightening is very popular in India as well. Yes, and it, in India, know, like you're perceived as poor if your skin is darker. It's kind of that's, like that's, global. That's West, you know, that's Western fucking bullshit influence. But then here we tan. We're like, we need to get it darker. I, I don't like a, a like there's a bunch of countries in the rim of fire that like are big for medical tourism I mean like Thailand was big for plastic surgery plastic surgery or just surgery in general I mean Argentina does it too but there's some diseases that change your skin color that seems um, like I mean there, there are, yeah I mean like there uh but you know, like they're, they're, or something like that? yeah but that's like an autoimmune thing yeah I mean would that be worth it giving yourself an autoimmune disease and now your skin's lighter I think like with the Chinese, <clears throat> I think everyone like they use this term designer baby, right? And everyone yeah. thought about, right. oh, an eye color or mm-hmm. a physical trait, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Pretty harmless stuff. But then all of a sudden, like it took some crazy leap in some direction. Like, no, you're just completely immune to you're a immune, certain yeah. disease. Or, Master race. And it's kind of, yeah, and it, it's kind of turned like it took a very dark turn very quickly um, because now you're the implications, the long term implications are. Let's just say, okay, there are going to be no, which it's pretty much. They have no idea if they're going to. Yeah, be, they don't know. Yeah, they don't know what the complications are going to be. But then you're not also you're also not thinking about like environmental interactions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's say we created this. The superhuman, right? With that's with all these immunities and things like you that. Don't, you never patch. You never patch the root code. You write a shell script to go over the top of it. So, like, let's say you create this like superhuman or whatever. It doesn't die for you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't die for 150, 300 years, but it's still cons- you know. Let's say they haven't fixed the consuming problem, so now it's just it's a greater strain on the environment if all these superhumans just started existing. Like, it's kind of a what, disease. What, some view disease as like a, cu- a way that the environment culls. What I think it is is it's like let's say you get let's say you get a pocket watch right, and your pocket watch is constantly ticking and it's going. Tick- 
And somebody says, well, I can make a pocket watch that doesn't tick. And if they don't know, if they didn't build that watch to begin with, which none of us built the, the DNA strands that we're all built from, if they didn't build that, build that watch to begin with and all they did was silence that tick, what they may have done is they may have created a problem where over the course of a few years, that clock starts to drift. And, but the very nature of changing the ticking actually changed the outcome of how it was supposed to function in the wild. Kind of like what you're saying, Wade, except less so much of like, hey, I'm consuming more food. More of like, hey, we didn't realize it, but when we caused, when we created this immunity to HIV, what we really did is we, we made it so all of these humans are now epileptic. Right. And, and before you know it, like some show comes on and, you know, it's broadcasted worldwide. Let's say something like um, something like uh, uh, what was the one that Queen played? where there was 2 billion people Live watching Live Aid, something like Live Aid, right? Where you have, you have a large fraction of the entire world's population comes on the air. An advertiser makes a mistake and they don't do a, um, they don't turn the, uh, the flashing down on something. And all of a sudden, anybody who has been genetically modified now is susceptible to this. Now that's just one example. Epilepsy is just one example, you know, but can you imagine like all of these people that, that were GMO'd are now going into seizures in front of their TVs because we didn't know that was the side effect but there's so many others like you there might be an allergy side effect right there might be a bone density problem and yeah it's nice that we found ways to um to to give immunity to a virus but unless we have a large enough sampling of the people that already were that already had that naturally how do we know what the long-term effects are it's such a complex system and it's kind of like it's that plays into the whole story that's kind of coming out of here. The problem is, is they've had this very much go, 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 be the first and through like reckless innovation, um, you know, that it, that's going to secure an Asian future, but more specifically a Chinese future. And like I said, I think like before when it was like a cutesy little thing, like, oh, we can have your, your child will have blue eyes. Like we can guarantee that. Now it's kind of, this step in this global reaction is kind of like, oh shit. Even like it's China's own scientists are being like, no, 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 we don't mm -hmm. think this is okay. We definitely think this is. They even no. said that there's, that there's other, there's other much more effective ways to prevent HIV. Right. They exactly. even said that like, like there's other ways to make somebody uh, immune to HIV. Now I'm going to throw a hypothetical at you. Cause that's what I like doing. Um, were these, were these twins? Were they boys or girls or girls? Two they girls. were girls. Okay. So let's say, let's say Wade, let's say you have, you have a boy and this boy grows up and in some, somehow he either goes to China or she comes over to the States and he falls in love with one of these twins. Right now I'm going to rewind. And then first I'm going to hit, hit us with scientific and then I'm going to hit us with social. Okay. Um, sci uh, scientifically, do you think that somebody has the right to know if their spouse has HIV? Scientifically? Well, legally. Actually, Le legally, te te absolutely. Te te yes. Technically, that actually you are, you are, you are required in a couple, a multiple states to actually get that test done before you can get the license. Okay, but how do you feel? Ethical, how, how do you feel about ethically? Yes, I uh, well, even if the virus is dormant, they have no because it, I mean it, it's technically a form of. I, I realize that some states honor it, but what if you had no choice? I mean, are, is is the world's population allowed to discriminate against you because you were born with a disease, 
or because you, you contracted the disease really young, right? I, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't agree with you guys, but I'm saying that there's some, there, there's some ethical there's some ethical problems with it, right? Now, this is a scenario that I saw on um, Louis C.K.'s, uh, uh, he had a short, um, uh, was it Horace and Pete? He had a short um, little mini-series that he did. Uh, really good, by the way, uh, if you like dark humor. But um, on Horace and Pete, uh, Louis C.K. hooked up with a woman. And they were drinking coffee the next morning, and they were, it was kind of uncomfortable, and she wanted to leave. And... Uh, she was joking around with him that she had a sex change, that she's actually a man. And Louis C.K.'s like, well, you can't do that. You have to tell me, right? Like ethically, does somebody who had a gender operation, should they be, and this is really more of the legal thing, should they, should they, should they have to tell you that? From a legal standpoint, I'd say no. Mm-hmm. From ethical standpoint i guess it's kind of blurred um if they can't reproduce and the intention of the partner is to start a family and reproduce with that person then i think that they owe them that explanation absolutely so 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 before so so around around the the time of marriage right or yeah. are you saying you, sh- you shouldn't even say, hook no, up with them? I would them. say once it started to progress more than a hookup, once mm-hmm. you recognize that it wasn't just a physical thing and that you actually, you know, were into the person, I think but what it, if it's really that's a really sticky situation. It's a sticky you know situation. I mean? like, and, and I didn't think Louis C.K.'s show would, would bring this up, but I never really saw a good portrayal of it. And what the woman that, was, that had slept with him said was, she said, She's because he was like, he's like, he's like, if that's true, you need to tell me. And she's like, well, well, last night before I slept with you, you said you were accepting of people that, that, you know, were transgender. And she's like, but what you're telling me right now is, is you're only okay with it if they tell you the truth, which means you're really not okay with it. You really aren't accepting them into culture because, because you're going to discriminate against them as soon as you find out, right? It's a sticky situation. It's a strange situ- situation. The other thing, um, too, Wade, is that like when it comes to that, you could still have a family because um, let, let's, say, let's say this was a man, and at a young age, he got the gender switch, and you really couldn't tell, right? Um, if that man has a sister, she might say that she'll be a surrogate for you. So you can share the DNA. You can have a child. You can live as a happy family. I mean, if you want a lot of kids, you have to have... Um, you have to have a very, <laughs> you have to be lucky when it comes to surrogates, and surrogates have some legal issues as well. The, the, the mom can decide she wants to keep the baby. Right. The biological mom, I should say. Yeah, or po- post, in, in, and most of this stuff goes away in a posthuman society, anyways. But so, so do you see where I'm getting with this well, stuff? I de- no, I definitely see where you're getting, and I think it's, it's a. You have so to- now fast forward to your son who fell in love with this girl from China. Is she legally obligated to tell him that her genes were modified when she was a baby? Legally, no. I don't think there's any legality to it. Well, because well, it's unprecedented, right? Only because it's unprecedented. Right. Ethically, I think, um, yeah. I mean, what, what, what do what, I think it would be shitty not to share every every aspect of your life with your partner? But if, what, if what if your son and her create, like, create a, a major, major problem with the entire world's population, right? I mean, what if what if this superhuman that we consider super, superhuman, and of course being immune to HIV isn't a superhuman, but, but we don't know 
we don't know what the next uh, alteration is going to be. What if it causes the downfall of humanity, right? I mean, shouldn't there be some law? And it's a weird thing, right? Because we don't want to discriminate. And the babies didn't necessarily, the babies definitely didn't have a choice in the matter. And no, but I, I don't like but. the discriminate thing in this instance because it is something so potentially dangerous. I don't care about the discrimination aspect of I mean, it. It's like I think getting it has serial, to be killers, monitored. serial killers' um, sperm from the sperm bank. Should it all be eradicated? Right? I mean, it's a similar type of thing. It's like if, if you think that the genes helped contribute to the evilness or to the to the bad, like should you be able to discriminate against that? I guess therein lies like the issue, right? Like there's no scientific basis that you know, a serial killer's genetics get passed down and that creates another serial killer. There's no scientific there's there's no there's no scientific evidence yet that these girls that were born you know, through genetic modification and are now immune to HIV um, have other health side effects. Yeah, they, they don't know that. And and do I think that if they have a child, fair or unfair, that it should be monitored? And, and yeah, well, that child's kind of growing process or growing up, that child growing up might be a little more weird because he's probably getting poked and prodded and having samples, you know, blood samples and stuff taken. He's, he's more monitored than maybe the other kids that are, you know, quote unquote normal. Yeah, do I think that that's... A little sad, maybe a little bit, but do I think like as far as the juice being worth the squeeze? No, you should be heavily monitored, like because you don't know what this is going to do. You know, what's interesting is um, um, a lot of states. We were talking about uh, we were talking. What screening were we talking about uh, with the states? Uh, HIV or basically STD. Yeah, so they got to use yeah the STD HIV screening. Um, a lot of states actually um, strongly recommend. I don't know if any of them mandate it, but they strongly recommend um, that you actually do. Uh, the, the mom and dad screening to find out if you're highly susceptible to birth defects. Yep. So um, yeah. it, in, uh, my wife and I had, were, were faced with this and they said, hey, you know, we should take blood from each one of you and find out that you're, if you're highly susceptible for having some of these birth defects. And I stopped and I, I, I asked my wife, because we were going to do it. And I stopped and I asked my wife and I said, I have a question for you. Are, are we going to not have children because we're highly susceptible. We're going to change our mind and maybe adopt. And she says, no, I don't think so. I, I, think, I think I want my own children. Um, I'm like, okay. Um, second thing is if you find out that we're highly susceptible, um, are you going to let them start doing tests on the embryo before the baby's born? And she's like, well, the tests on the embryo increase the chances of miscarriage by, you know, the statistics show 10 to 20%. She's like, I don't want to go through a miscarriage. So no, I'm not going to let them do tests on the embryo. And I'm like, I, my, if my sister, so, my, you know, uh, uh, Aaron, or we use real names. No. So, um, that's actually, so, uh, I have a nephew coming, Mason. Mm-hmm. But that she specifically made sure to get tested on that mm-hmm. because of because of she's like only a year younger than me, and mm-hmm. it's like at that point this is when you start seeing those right. The higher there's a higher a chance higher, of higher birth chance. defects. Yes. the older that the woman gets, right? And, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, and uh, again, it, it, because it's also like you know, and the 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 the, the counterparty to that the to, to, to or Mason's dad is also a gentleman of not young years so Mm -hmm. it's does it do do the chances of birth defects go up with men like they do with women yes 
They do. So um, well, it's because it, the 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 it, again, our, our men are unique because they never stop. You know, like they don't have a set number of reproductive cells. Mm-hmm. Like sperm is basically a like a like a. a, a I'm trying to remember what the actual is, the actual cell cluster that does it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that over time, there are genetic errors that you know, like basically the the the, the pruning mechanism. And the repair mechanism that, like, actually makes sure that, like, the, 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 the sequence of genes that are in a sperm cell just break down so you, you're more likely to pass on a buggy one. Because I know, I know of guys that are on, like, their third wives. They're in their 50s, and they're still making babies. Oh, yeah. It, 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 I mean, basically, as long as you can fire, fire, fire away, as it were... Um, as long as those those uh, germ cells are still actually able actually to, to fission off, mm-hmm. then yeah, you you can go to town. It's just that you're more likely to pass on an, an error. So what was sequence. Your, what was your sister's experience? Um, it, it, I, I mean, mean, I assume she's okay with you sharing this. Uh, I, I I don't no, no well no but it, it's I mean again it's kind of it's kind of the responsible thing to do anyways if, if you're a, 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 a person of. You know, in the in the in the in the the, the did she do the, the embryo mid- screening too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not that I, I you want to talk, but yeah, just just to make sure that Mason was because they have to like stuff. stick a needle through mom into baby, right? I mean, isn't well, that what we're talking actually, about no, here? no, you're actually you're actually doing you're uh, doing. Uh, oh, they go in. They go inside. Well, you're pulling you're pulling fluid. So you, you, what you're doing is you actually you have you to pierce this. You have to you have, you have to you have to pierce the the sack as it were and pull oh, the, gotcha. the, the embryonic fluid. Because you'll you can pull you can do a full sequence from that, but you'll also see the like okay, did we have a now does that sack start off like a little bubble and then it gets bigger and bigger? How does yeah, that? Yeah, I mean like yeah. you've, you've, you 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 haven't seen the, the the whole. You'd think I would have with all the with the children that I've created, but, but no. Well, that and all the all the I just weird, picture all the, all the weird porn, but um, <laughs> no 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 not that no but, not not, um, not not diddly. It's just I like, picture like like when you're um like when you're when you're got the bubbles. Right, you're waving the bubbles around. Well, you have those little tiny bubbles on the surface, and then you have the you, big ones yeah, I mean, like that the, are wobbling the, the amniotic, around. The amniotic sac is effectively the cell membrane mm-hmm. of, or what the what the cell membrane evolves into from the original fissioning of the, the of the of the, the fetus. Because I just think, like every time you get the bubble wand and try putting it through a bubble, you have a good chance of it popping. Yes. Well, no, but but that's what I think but, of. but the thing is, is that it's, <laughs> I think it, of the doctors. But that that's like that's a bubble. fluid that's a fluid dynamic structure. Mm-hmm. When you get to the amniotic the amniotic sac stage, it's actually like a collagen thing. So it's, you know, um, you know, the you have the placenta, which is sitting in the which is sitting on the border of it, the periphery, which is integrated into the the uterine wall, which is pulling blood from that and all that stuff. But yeah, it's actually it's it's it is. Um, a form of skin at that point so it like it, like if there is like if you pierce it it will heal that kind of stuff it's how they you know, like you saw that one not that you're supposed to base your life off of medical fucking tv dramas anyways but the one where house was doing the do. fucking sur- the fucking surgery on the on the 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 the, the in, you know the child in the womb. I believe it all. If house, if house fixed a, if he fixed an embryonic sac with super glue, I would assume that everybody can. It's pure, yeah. But yeah, it, it's he'd, real. Do, he'd do it drunk and real. high on pills, and he'd do it like half sleeping, because house is the best doctor. I mean, I don't know if you've actually. Did you see the one where they did the they 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 brought the the, the they were bringing the lambs to term in the bag? No. 
they made an artificial womb. Or they actually oh. made an artificial sex. So it's basically it is just. I've watched. I thought. I thought I watched every episode of House, but, but I do not like, remember one. No, where that they, was not. In, that was not in House. But oh. this is real. But <laughs> this, 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 real this is real. So no, but but so you know, and again, this gets into like fucking polymer engineering. Pardon my, I curse so much for no reason. But polymer engineering. But like, again, we're 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 slowly getting the tools to make creepy black mirror you know black mirror altered carbon decant person from the tube thing because they actually do have artificial womb right constructs right. at this mm-hmm. point where they can bring mammals to term with no mom involved you imagine going back in one well i'm i, I, I imagine actually, like having a business and you so sell, um as you a sell pr- these like it's like an amusement i've park, seen this porn and there's no, it doesn't. No, there's no porn involved. Yeah, no, there's porn. There's porn. There's, well, that's the. I'm telling. I'm telling. I'm telling you right now that there is porn. I'm talking about the. This. I'm talking about the initial. <laughs> the initial market of it. Okay, the porn can come later. The initial market, right? And you go to this building, and you say, "I want to crawl back into an embryo or into an embryonic sac." Like you know, like as a form of stasis or just for just for fun and comfort. It's, 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 you, it, I mean, you'd need like a tube to actually, breathe out of, this right? This is actually a fetish. So uh, this would wanna. actually. You need a tube to breathe out. Of. Well, no, I don't know if well, you're no. going back to an embryonic state. Well, you no, need no. to like reattach your belly button. Essentially, well, no, no, that no. would be tough. So, um, I'm talking about something you can sell to the masses without a lot of surgery. Well, well I you mean, go like, in, it's warm, right? You got the fake mommy's heartbeat, like, and you can feel it. You can you're feel essentially it in the fluid. being swaddled. Well, like but what? but the problem, yeah, but, yeah, exactly the, swaddled. Yes, except it's like swaddling times times ten because you actually are in that fluid. Right? Well, Maybe I mean, they like, throw a fake placenta in there. I'm, I'm, because there's, there's a couple, there's two ways that this goes, which is that somehow you make an oxygen permeable membrane butt plug. What if you could be that, born it's like, again? It's like, it's like, it's like the. What if they had? It's like the vodka. It's like the vodka. What, 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 what do they call it? Not butt chugging. Um, the one, the one where they do the, where they do the beer. The, boofing. The, boofing mm-hmm. is that where they, they, they take the thing, where you take the shot up the ass. So oh, like don't be yeah. alcohol, mm-hmm. but you know, like because the the vessels are there. I don't know about oxygen exchange, but because the other one is um. No, I don't do, think you can breathe through your butthole yet. Well, no, no, but I'm saying. Well, you, you say <laughs> that. Hopefully. You say that. Mm-hmm. Although this is each, both of these scenarios are horrifically gross too, mm-hmm. and this is you can tell that. Well, I, I know I, that I, you can. I know that you, you can breathe. You can breathe without your mouth because the babies do it, right? Well, but you know they, that, but that it's 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 technically possible. But the thing is, is that well, you with oxygen from their but whether their, it's alcohol or oxygen. I don't think somebody, the average human, is going to pay to get a tube shoved up their ass to deliver them oxygen. However, if they could just breathe well, out of a snorkel, well, you say average, right? You said but average. what if they did the whole birthing process, right? Where you actually have to like push your way through, like the a Ace huge, the, the, the I Ace think a huge uh, adult way scenario? to do a birthing process would to have them sign a waiver. And sign so you sign a disclaimer that said you can never talk about this experience outside of here, and if you do, well, your life is forfeit. Why? Because the only true, like, only way you would get anything out of a rebirthing Mm -hmm. was if you actually thought you were going to die. Like they trap you in there, they vacuum pack you in. Oh wow, you're dark way. The only fucking way you're saying they actually have to push themselves out, or they're a stillbirth. That's I, fucked not, up, Wade. No, no, I'm not saying that they're. I'm not saying, that they're, I'm not saying they're actually going to die. <laughs> but you have, to, if the fear of death is uh-huh. not present, then uh-huh. the birth is meaningless. Uh huh. Well, well I, the baby, 
the baby I don't think the baby knows he's gonna die. I think, I the think baby, it's, that's that's exact fucking initial fucking reaction. I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to die. Like, I, well, think like the baby, I think the you're, baby's you're, just you're, acting you're, on instinct. You're, you're talking about the birthing process, you know. I mean like it, 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 what Joe Rogan goes off about how yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the sensory deprivation yeah, exactly. tank is effectively triggered. It's you know. the same market, Gunner. We're going to create this market. Well, because it, it, it gets into this idea because, you know, it's the it's the mammalian diving reflex, you know, like people who, like the, the free divers mm-hmm. because, you know, again, it's like this weird atavistic throwback and it gets into the question of like where actually we came from because it's a, it's a behavior that um, is only really seen in aquatic mammals and it's like why the fuck is it in humans and all this stuff but like you know like the, the, your whole pulmonary and circulatory system um if you don't panic like has this whole reconfig thing where it like optimizes itself like it like it optimizes its pulse rate yeah you know, you're talking about like the guy who who um who was it? David Blaine beat the record, right? Well, you know, he was holding the breath, but yeah, because it, like the guy, the, the, the he people, was able to get his his, he was able to drop his was it his blood pressure so low, he like practiced with in low oxygen on mountains and stuff. Yeah, and he was able to get it so low, he was able to go without breathing for some ridiculous amount of time. It was like. I want to say it was twenty or thirty minutes. Well, it was ridiculous like, amount of time. I, I don't know. Again, like if you if you get a chance outside here, look up look up some free divers. It's pretty crazy. But like, that's these what are you're pe- talking yeah, about, these right? Are pe- these are people who like yeah, they would be well. Free diving is effectively like when they used to, like used to do pearls and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. without scuba, it's it's diving to depth that normally would be scuba gear, but mm-hmm. you can just do it holding your breath because yeah. you your whole like your lungs like he practiced shape. with yes. them too, right? Yep. Isn't that who David yep. Blaine pl- practiced with? Yes, he was like world record divers and they could hold their breath longer than anyone else and he learned from them yes um so yeah so so well to, to, to your, i still to think your... it's crazy that wade wants to have adult stillbirths well no but i don't to... i don't want to have adult stillbirths wow. I just, I mean, if like... i'm going to sell you the experience of rebirth then you have to be you have to be you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have you gotta a little dang- what, what if you breach can they do fake c-sections wade no no no, you can only go. You can, there's only you can only climb out of the womb. There's not going to be any there to. Assist well, I guess you. a C-section would be the emergency, right? Yes, if something went awfully wrong, sure. We just well, because they got to they got to like mimic the shape of everything. So, so if you're upside down, you're going to get stuck. I didn't. I, I, so well, I, I will oh, bring the this umbilical cord could get wrapped around your adult neck. I will bring this up. Because um, not not for this not for this particular topic. Although you, this would be your solution. Because it's just trying to track stuff down. Because, um, you know, I have weird projects in the way. So, uh, did you ever see the movie The Abyss? You're going yeah. way too literal with this. I no, no, no. I, okay, I know, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The Abyss is awesome. So, um, but you, to your to your point, I mean, other than the fuck that you're, you're covered in what amounts to sex lube mm-hmm. um, when you when you were born, mm-hmm. um, the, the chloro, the, so oxygenated fluorocarbons... So it is. It is a liquid that will effectively do the same transfer rate as ambient air. Mm-hmm. Your activity rate is kind of a little constrained, but you can breathe liquid effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was on the Matrix. Well, that was mm-hmm. goo. And actually, no, the Matrix. The, 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 the Matrix actually never had them born. They they were they were actually hooked up. They were getting oxygen and everything else the same way a baby would. Through fluid. No, I mean like a, a baby doesn't. A, a baby will have. Um, so, and I guess maybe this is you know again we're getting too literal. A baby may look like it's breathing in the womb, but it's not actually pulling oxygen by that. It's it's a reflexive action. It's actually getting all of its 
oxygen through the umbilical cord. I know, but again, you got to cut somebody's belly open. It's too tough to get the oxygen I'm, I'm to saying, them. I'm you got to listen. I'm trying to find engineering situations for your weird sex games, and you are it's, like, why is it a sex game? So, so I want to take this a step unbirth, further. Away. Unbirthing and vor are f- like quintessential internet. This has nothing to do with sex. I mean, yeah, sex created them. So maybe these adults could like could kind of live through that before they go in. But why? They really just want the experience of being born. The baby doesn't know that they were created. You're just reproducing what the baby sees. So what if you had a fake dad cut your umbilical cord when he came out? That'd be weird. And then you and like you got put on top of your mom. What if I made a giant all covered in so fluid to scale? And she. You'd you'd need a wet nurse, right? I don't think like the you'd need a wet nurse. You need to be able to breastfeed. I don't think anyone like wants to be a baby again because that's a totally uh, different uh, type uh, of uh, pornography. Uh, that uh, is again, again, why are you going I'm going to tell you. That why do you keep taking it to the porn level? <laughs> because it's all it's all sex. Everything is everything has to do There's, with sex. It has to do with everything. That's true. No. There's tons of but people that do want to be babies. Said, though. Like the rebirth thing, I think would be like something. It's going to be a Disney in ten years. Somebody needed. There, there was a, a, there's a there's a hippie, there's a there's a bunch of hippie theory like hippie therapy practices that are yeah. kind of based around this whole idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a Disney in ten years. I don't think it's going to be. A Disney. <laughs> it's going to be super realistic. <laughs> it's it's going to it's going to be in the Avatar ride. What it's going to be yeah. is there's going to have to be a there'll be a movie about being born a second time, and that movie will turn into an amusement ride, and then you'll be able to get born. It, there'll have to be some type of like, like draw, some like theater draw, and it's like, oh, you know, you can ride this roller coaster, or you can be born as an adult through this fake womb. I don't know if the whole stillbirth thing would be a good sales pitch, though. Like you making it a secret. I don't see what the point of being reborn is if you're not going to have to struggle well, through it. <laughs> well, so, so I guess, so I guess, effect, I want to, I want to get. So effectively, you want Hugh Jackman in the Prestige. Spoilers and. You just, you know, words You're not like, sure which one is, yeah. Not exactly like that, but I, <clears throat> if you really wanted to actually have some weird rebirthing simulation thing, the thing that's supposed to make it, I assume, so special and so awakening or earth shattering is that you want to come out of a shitty situation that you're in and, and come into something better. And I feel like the only way that you'd be able to do that is if you were really like terrified and it really shook shock you to the core. Can't but the baby's you, not in full control. Can't you just do acid? Can't you just do so acid like, and have somebody have somebody hitting you in the face with a spray bottle? So like yeah. one of the big one of the big factors is whether or not the mother has, is having proper contractions, right? That's why some births are are two hours, some births are forty eight hours. So you could just happen to have a mom who like she's just not dilating as much. Like, what are you going to do, Wade? Are you going to blame the, the poor adult baby for that? And you're going to make him try to push his way out of a, of, of a two-centimeter child lady? Yeah, you'll feel better for the adult baby. You're the fucking freak that needs this, then <laughs> come what may. Oh, God. I'm glad we went there. So, um, in other news... Um... It's Christmas time is coming. <laughs> Christmas time is coming and something, something here. So Christmas time is is, is rapidly descending upon us. So have have both of you follow, have both of you committed to the whole like light footprint Christmas or so oh fuck I got So um my sister 
has been um, in the process of just kind of like sorting out the apartment. Uh, just redoing the whole, redoing the whole thing. Sorting out her apartment. No, no. So um, my 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 sister, my my, my middle sister. Oh, so you have, she, you have she has my two. She she has two. She has two daughters. Okay. Three and seven. So just a lot of stress. Kids, small space, everything. Like getting ready, you know, getting ready to do, like basically just do a tear down on the house. Uh, getting stuff loaded in the truck, wash. Three year old. Wanders into her room, went in the mom and dad's closet, and got into Christmas. Mm-hmm. And proceeded to open and sure. unwrap stuff and then wander around the house in the middle of dealing with this whole thing. And it's the delusion. So at what point did you figure, figure out the act of subterfuge? That your parents were working against you in regards to this whole thing. Did you did you ever seriously believe in well, Santa first Claus? Of all, first of all, we all believe. Did you did you believe did you believe you're implying the, the, the Santa is not real? I, I am believe. I am implying that we have Santa a young had, audience here, Gunner. I am oh, yeah. I am implying <laughs> that Santa in popular culture has been supplanted by his Coca Cola incarnate versus his cool heavy metal as fuck fighting off the Krampus version, which so, is the real one. I have a hard time answering this question without getting all you know Scrooge and don't care because I I think it's strange that as many people that celebrate Christmas, only a fraction of them actually celebrate it because of the religious day that it represents so part of me is a bit scrooge about this anyway because i think that if and most people hate this idea but i think that if if in the u.s we're going to create a family tradition it shouldn't necessarily be tied to a specific religion right so whether or not i was at a certain age when i was told I don't even like, I don't really, I don't specifically like the uh, tradition I be, because it's so tied to religion, right? You can't escape the religious side. Like you, I was watching Christmas Light Fight and I really liked the show because I really liked a lot of the tech that went into some of these light shows. There's a lot of power that has to go into it. They have a lot of these homes have to like drastically upgrade the power lines going to their houses. They might spend half of the year setting up this light display. It takes a long time. And I really kind of liked it. I liked it for its technical aspect and I liked it for its entertainment aspect. But what I noticed was over and over and over, um, certain homes would put these huge signs up that said, Jesus is the reason for the season. And every time I read that, I had to second guess whether or not I was f I was enjoying a tradition, or whether I was celebrating something religious. So, I was I was one of the oldest kids on my bus to still be believing in Santa Claus. And it was the day that my older brother found out. I believe he was thirteen and I was eleven. So I was, I was old. It might have been a few years before that, but I'm pretty sure that's close. Um, the day he found out, I found out through investigation. So what happened was I looked at my older brother and I saw that his eyes were red and I knew he had been crying. And I kept, 
I kept pestering him until he told me why. And he didn't actually tell me why. He said, you have to go talk to mom. And then mom told me. And I realized that my parents could just simply lie to me about something straight to my face for, at that point, my entire life. And I just had to accept it. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that I could be lied to. Now, most adults that I've talked to think that, you know, I overreact and I shouldn't think that my parents are liars. But to me, it's a trust thing. And I've all, that's the way I am. That's the way my, you know, that's the way I think. I like to trust people and I don't like them to lie to me. So for somebody to carry a lie for that long, I mean, even I would argue with kids on the bus and they're like, how do you, I'm, I'm like, how do you think that, that, that mom and dad could buy all these gifts? And they're like, have you heard of credit cards? And I go home to my mom and I'm like, mom, the kids on the bus say that credit cards can afford these gifts. And that's how you're able to get so many of them. And she's like, well, we don't have any credit cards, hon. And we're like, well, my mom and dad don't have credit cards. And it became this back and forth thing. And it's like, at what point does she just stop and say, okay, we've been, we've it's been It's like an interesting conundrum, right? Like, because at one point it's an important lesson, which the lesson is anyone can lie to you. Like, you know, you have to come to that reality. You hope that people don't lie to you, but it, everyone is capable of it, even your parents, right? Like, that's kind of like earth-shattering there. But the, the conundrum, I think, comes in, or, or the dilemma maybe, is like how long as a parent, and I'm not a parent, so I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about this, but how long do you keep kind of perpetuating the lie? Because at one point, like, you're sending your kids out. The kids are brutal, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Specifically on Waterbury Road. <laughs> I would have told you at five. Waterbury Road? If my well, kid had to. Still one of our most popular episodes, <sighs> yeah, Waterbury well, Road. Yeah, well, it's a great episode. I, Christmas Christmas was, I mean, like, yeah. Well, and how old were you when you found out, Gunner? Gunner, like, never believed, right? He was 29 no. when he found out. Well, my man before you today is the my, reason. My, my, my goal as a child, uh, one of my goals was to figure out how to make Santa real. But that was, um, um, my problem is, um, my brain is just wired so f- fucking unproductively to be a participant in modern human society because... I could remember every single thing my mother touched when she was in a store if we were with her. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would like. And you'd see it under the tree. I'd see, like, even if it was a little thing, mm-hmm. but yes. And it was just like, I, you know, and I, like, I picked up, I picked up on that when I was like four or five. <laughs> and I want to give you an idea, like, of how my mom, and my mom's no longer with us. So, um, rest her soul, I guess. <laughs> rest R-P-P. in peace. Uh, this is. She really should have told me the truth. I think at 11, like... And I'm going to give you an example, okay? (sighs) Number one was the Tooth Fairy. Okay. Now, what I did was I got my tooth and I put it in a random dresser in the hallway, right? I didn't tell my mom that it fell out. Oh, (laughs) fuck. And I put (laughs) a note with it and it said, to Tooth Fairy, if you are real, then you will find this tooth... And you will leave me $5 in the drawer. Oh, shit. Okay? My mom, for some fucking reason, was looking for something that evening. Opened up that drawer, found my tooth and the note, and put money in there and closed it. I got up the next day and I'm like, okay, guys, on the school bus, I had a test. 
and the tooth fairy passed, right? Of course, I didn't find out until much when I was older that, that my mom was just, she's like, how the fuck can I keep up with this kid, right? Another one, I had an alarm clock so I could get up for Trace school. was 33 when he finally yeah. figured out yeah. the tooth fairy wasn't real. I still believe, I still believe. I, <laughs> I had an alarm clock um, because, you know, that's what, ha- that's what happens when you're like 10, right? You can get yourself up. You don't need your mom anymore. And I had an alarm clock and I asked my mom, I said, what time... What time does Santa usually show up around this area? And she goes, oh, well, it's really, really, really late. And I'm like, yeah, but what time? Like like midnight? Because we had been up until midnight before, right? So we could, pull, we could, we could stay up and watch. And uh, she's like, well, it probably would be like 2 a.m. And I'm like, okay. And I went and set my alarm clock for 2 a.m. I did not tell her. She came into my room that night to make sure that we were all sleeping soundly before she went to bed. She saw the light for the alarm on on mine, on my alarm clock. She went in, turned it off, right? Went to sleep, but she set her alarm. And then she came back in after my alarm would have gone off and turned it back on. So that when I woke up the next morning, my alarm clock hadn't been touched but it just must not have gone off for some so reason. So much effort to I maintain. Had, yeah, well, and, and I thought that alarm clocks were not 100% accurate as a child because I thought there was always a chance that Christmas would happen or Christmas Eve would happen and the alarm just wouldn't go off. So, it, I mean, this is the type of distrust that I had to grow up with. Because yeah, but I don't, she, you're, like, she you're tried taking to keep it from real. such a negative place. The reason like, I take it to a negative place, and I am by humbug <laughs> about this, is... <clears throat> Have you ever been to a wedding when the when the ring bearer and the flower girl walk down together, and it's the cute little boy and the cute little girl? Um, I've I've seen it before. It's kind of rare, I think, but I've and seen. What it What do the adults do when they see that? Aww. Aww, <laughs> how sweet! And it's because in their heads, right? There's this magic. There is no fucking magic. These kids want to be down on the ground playing with Hot Wheels, right? They want to be eating. McDonald's. I mean, there is no magic there. They aren't miniature adults that are in love. Just like a child. A child will believe whatever the fuck you tell them. So (laughs) to lie to them about magic is just a fucking lie. And I really, really think that the parents keep it alive because they want their kids to believe in magic. Right. Well, there's, well there's, there's, there's America that. without childhood magic is just shitty Russia. Well, no, 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 no. Um, there's, 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 there's a very cynical. There's a very cynical take on why that goes down the way it does, and it gets into the whole idea that effectively um, functioning in adult human society requires you to just agree to participate in a certain level of bullshit that doesn't make sense to you? That's how I feel, right? I feel that this is the strange imposed culture. A lot of it is commercial, right? I mean, Rudolph was invented by Montgomery Ward. He wasn't even part of the reindeer. He was invented as a commercial. Modern modern Santa is not cultural Santa. It's a a Coca-Cola freaking prop you know the macy's day sitting sitting on his you know the guy you're sitting on his lap jen's spoilers jen's dad used to dress up as him um but 
it, uh, it has its precedent. And again, like, but it gets it gets into this whole like, it's also like the whole idea of like what the fuck Christmas used to be about because it's like you know like we kind of we 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 we've inherited the celebration of it. But it really used to be just like, holy fuck, we made it another year. Like, that was, that was, that was... Like, Serbia actually took steps to get Christmas and move it to the first of the year so it wasn't a religious holiday anymore. And that's what they did. They're like, well, let's give gifts on the first of the year. That way, everybody in our country, not, not, not saying Serbia is better than the United States, but everybody in our country can celebrate their own religious holidays. It made, it made Serbian film. But let's make our own cultural holiday. Actually, has, Serbian film has nothing to do with Serbia, but that's... Where people give gifts and we celebrate. And I think... I don't think that the United States would be able to make that change. I mean, we can't... <laughs> we. Can't. I, I don't think we'd be able to do it. I mean, there's a lot of things now that I'm seeing a lot of backlash on. Did you hear what Peter was trying to do with the uh, the phrases about animals that are derogatory and they're like, why are we using animals in these phrases? Like one of them is hitting two birds with one stone. Well, they're like, why do you have birds to... Birds are stupid. Why do you have to kill birds? Why can't you feed two birds with one oh, scone? Yes, I saw, I saw the sheet. I saw the sheet, yes. <laughs> and well, part of it is like I kind of get it because it's so it's not socially acceptable well, to get a slingshot and kill a bird, right? You're not supposed to day, just this kill. This yeah, it would not it would be you would be view, viewed as like strange. Well, so I mean the, like but so the phrase be, really doesn't make for, as much sense as it used to. It's not weird for like a hunter though to go out with a gun and sling a fucking lead stone at a duck. Right. Well, yeah, but it's it's not as socially acceptable, right? People that hunt bird for sport are not really. It's hunting bird for sport is is not really as socially accepted as it used to be. No, I agree. I don't think hunting anything for sport is as socially accepted as it used to be, <clears throat> because of, frankly, I think hunting for sport alone is small. But most bird hunting is sport. I would, I guess, yeah, I guess so. I would assume that they would eat those birds. So we would like to think well, that, that. That was, but no, like was, when that you was hit, technically that was you hit a quail with buckshot. How how much of it's left? Oh, you get it with birdshot though. You or birdshot, with, yeah. How no, much birdshot? Bird, bird 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 birdshot is is actually that's the whole point. That's the whole point of having birdshot. Birdshot spreads so that you don't like fucking mint. Have you have you ever eaten quail? Uh, I, I've never had it. I've eaten duck. I mean, like you know, again, because that's why you have this. You have you have the different grades of bird I've shot. Had wild I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't. I've had wild turkey too. But I don't know. Mean, I mean, I've never. Well, it, that's also. There's a lot of hunting in this area, right? We're well, in that's New also York. why you have. Um, I don't like see a, a lot shotgun. of people eating well, duck. Well, because you know, my my grandfather was a kind of prolific hunter, but it was more on the concept of just from where when he came up, it was considered free food, or it was just food. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also why you have different chokes on shotguns is because you control the spread of the pattern so that you like, even if you're running like a lighter, like a lighter pellet, it doesn't like, you know, more of it goes on target. But yeah, I mean like I've pulled, I've pulled beads out of Cause, stuff after it's been. But, but I mean the same token, I've, I went, I've gone bird hunting, right? I mean, I didn't actually shoot any Pull. because I suck, but I've gone bird hunting Pull. and, and I asked, I'm like, 
you know, I think it was quail is what they were hunting. And I asked them, like, do you eat these birds? They're like, no. That's really odd. And that's but it's just common. Kinda... I mean, it, these people, they have like the, the disc shooters and stuff, and they practice with the disc shooters. They're really trying to go bird hunting. I, I don't know because I'm not in that area, but I don't think... I don't think that they're bringing those birds home and cooking all of them, Wade. Well, but that's also just we're. Uh, I'm not Wade. Sorry, Wade. You go. No. Go. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I, I I assume that most most of the people that I know, a most of the hunters I know hunt deer, and they definitely they definitely the do hunters them. I know definitely yeah. eat the deer. And yes, is it like great if they get like a do they do they definitely I don't would they take the heads you know off the deer. I, that doesn't bother. Sure, I, I mean, but I'm like, as long as you eat the animal, me. I'm fine with it. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, if you think it looks cool or whatever, I'm okay with that. Killing an animal just to kill an animal and have a trophy is fucking stupid, in my opinion. And I think that's probably the way that society is kind of uh, gearing towards. I still am always shocked by these people that, like, go on, like, safari and mm-hmm. kill these animals out in Africa or whatever. Did you hear the argument for that? Have you heard that? No. There's a very interesting argument for that. Um, I believe, I don't remember who did it. I don't think it was Rogan, but somebody made an argument for it. And, uh, uh, oh, it was um, Adam Ruins Everything on True TV. He made an argument for safari hunting. And what he said was the safari hunting actually has become such an industry in the areas that that, that are able to host it that it actually... It actually has an inverse relationship that what you would think of on the animals. It causes them to breed the animals more, which means that they actually have more animals. Because previous to the to, to that, people would go out and just poach, and yeah. then the population would decline. And that the population is inclining, and the and the the economic impact on those areas is improving, because because rich people are paying a lot of money to go kill a tiger. And a lot of the people in those areas, like when you're when you're killing an apex predator in those areas, and then all of a sudden the apex predators can be confined inside these huge, huge parks, people are less scared to go outside because those apex predators that used to live naturally outside now are no longer a threat to to you know eating their their kid when their kid's out playing right so there i've actually and i don't know how how accurate it is but adam ruins everything seems to have some really good fact checking on his show he actually was making an argument for those uh, safari hunting places that they actually have an inverse relationship if there is think of. scientific evidence supporting it um then i i guess that's then that's great you know but, but the I man don't... hunting is pretty sick what's that you got to admit though the man that's paying to hunt that is pretty sick it's just it's kind of like it's you're still just killing an animal just to kill just an to animal. Kill it, yeah. Like here's my thing: if you kill that fucking lion with a with a survival knife, take it, take it as a trophy. Like you really accomplished something. Your fat fucking ass went out on your scooter <laughs> in a in an armored vehicle and waited to see some poor ass lion or giraffe or whatever, and you fucking whacked it from like probably fifty seventy five yards away with a monstrous fucking weapon. I don't know, man. Like, you're a fuck boy. Like, how small of a human are you? How small of a person are you? Um, that's just my opinion. And if it's unpopular with somebody, you can go fuck yourself. I can care less. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I feel it's so, it, it just, it's telling of how you have some, probably some major insecurities. And, some, and everyone has insecurities, but I don't know. Try not to fucking wear them on your sleeve and look like such a fuck boy. 
Yeah, it's a strange market. How did we go from Santa and Christmas magic to fucking killing the edibles on safari? So, sure. Trace, I want to get back to Bullshit this. Bullshit that makes you feel better about yourself. I, got, I mean, that's actually, yeah, right? Uh, and, so, uh, and unbirthing. <laughs> you are, of the three of us, the only father here. Carmine that you is, know of. That we're aware of, correct. <laughs> Carmine's... Eight? Yep, the eldest is eight, middle's five, the youngest is two. There's a village, does in, Carmine North, know? There's a village in North Carolina yeah. with way Carmine, does Ellie know? Everywhere. Uh, no. So the question, I guess, then I have is, why doesn't Ellie know? Is this like a like an agreement you have with Jenny? Because I assume yeah, my that Jenny has a different... It. Yeah, my wife is keeping it. the magic alive. So, you, you, so even though you don't believe in the magic... Oh, no, I, I won't even tell her. I won't even use the word. You just won't even talk to her about it? No, I, I tell her the truth. So if she true, asks you about Santa. Everything about just Connie, you were singing over the top of Wade right Sorry. now. Um, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe in magic. So, yeah, so like, I just, I usually dance around the topic, but I don't lie. So but, the day, the moment that Ellie comes and asks you. I'll tell her to ask her mom. Because her mom created the lie. I'm not going to keep it going. Um, what's interesting is this year was the first time that her older brother actually like started telling her. He's like, you know, there isn't a Santa. Oh, shit. Did you and not admonish ju- him for that? Or how does that work? Well, I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, you got ma- you got to talk to mom before you go spilling the beans to your sister. And she just she just like intentionally didn't listen to him. It was really weird. It, 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 it just went in one ear and out the other. She didn't hear it. Like she just, she wants to believe in Santa. And I think that's, I think that's what a lot of parents feel is that the kids really like to believe. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. Like it's, it's, it's cool when you're a kid to, God, I don't know, some sort of hope. You're going to be cynical. Like the big, the the moment you find out about Santa is when I truly believe it is kind of a pivotal point in any child's life. You realize everybody's evil. (laughs) That's the cynicism is, is, Mm -hmm. that's what, that's the birth of it. That's the seed that's planted and germinates. And it started because she she said, "Mom, we need an elf on the shelf because he's going to sit on the shelf and he's going to watch us." Oh, and elf on the shelf shit. And I I said to her face and I said, "That's that's just a product at a store. There is you can't buy Santa in the store. If Santa's magic, you can't sell magic. There is no magic. You just buy off the shelf in the store. The elf on the shelf is just some weird looking doll with no legs." And she just didn't listen. She just didn't listen. She's like, she's like, did you know that he can only move around when you're sleeping? I'm like, I just fucking told you that he's fake. So it's it's a weird thing with a she's five. It's a weird thing with a five year old because she's still she still kind of like wants to believe and is just blinded by the magic. I theorize that Elf on a Shelf was devised because this is just like a somewhat recent thing. This wasn't yeah. a thing we were kids. It's genius too. I think it was devised actually. Um, by like CIA uh, <laughs> high level operatives during the Bush administration to like coax like the younger generation into being okay on being surveilled constantly. That's funny. That's <laughs> I feel funny. Like that's what Elf on the Shelf Elf on the Shelf actually was. The, the other funny thing is that since elves are largely associated with Christmas, Elf on the Shelf is really considered to be a Christian gift. So. There's some other like spinoffs of it. Mench like, on a bench. Mench on a I've bench. I've seen Mench yeah. on a bench. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. They sell those at, at uh, Wegmans. Props to Wegmans. Shout out. Um, WD. 
Yeah. So I. So how old was Carmine then when he was when he found out? Um, I'm thinking he was about the same age, five or six. Oh wow! So that I mean, because I would say five not, or six is probably relatively young. I want to say is, like it I is was a little young. Yeah, the kid's on his bus. He he's like he's like I was arguing with him. I'm like, don't do that. Like let <laughs> let them find out on their own. You know, yeah. he was that kid. He right. was that kid, and he's smart, so he's gonna like use logic and reasoning, you know, and he's gonna say the same things that the that the smart kids on the bus were saying to me at his age. Um, so, yeah, I, and it's I guess it's the it's the one thing like how long do you keep it going? Because I kind of feel like I was a little older as well, maybe not quite eleven, definitely not thirteen, um, because at one point, at some point, you're gonna get like tore up like and my wife was very strategic about it and i have to give her some some credit what she did is she made santa real to to our eldest but she did not make the other items real she told our our son since he was since he was young enough to understand speech that the tooth fairy is not and that the easter bunny is not so what happened was he was raised with these conflicting um magical stories and eventually he just figured it out. He said, Mom, he said, I think he figured it out on Easter. He goes, Mom, if the Easter money isn't real, does that mean Santa isn't real? And she goes, yep. And he just accepted it, you know? No nothing tears. Dramatic, nothing dramatic, no, nothing. No, no interrogating the older brother and both crying for hours. <laughs> Holding each other. Holding um, each other. So rocking back and forth. I, um, you know, as, as the oldest of my of my kin, um, you know, we were we were kind of foot we were kind of footprint limited at the at the house, our old house before we moved to Canastota. But I had the impromptu. Uh, I was the first one to get my own room, as no matter how small it was, and my walls were built with closets and Gunner stuff like that. Wouldn't stop masturbating. No, no, no. Um, I actually didn't do that till I was twenty five. But uh, <laughs> I didn't masturbate till I was twenty five. But that's um. The the the. Everybody the t- cried the same way as I did. Cried, <laughs> yes. Um. No, the, you know, like I, I just get up because you know if I don't have earplugs in like f- total isolation and I sleep like ap- I, I sleep like I sleep like absolute shit. Um, probably because I'm afraid of aliens coming. But that's uh, you know, but I, I, I remember I got up and um, I, I would just get up and do my thing. And the problem was is that the way the house was built, there was this huge opening between the living room and the like cathedral ceiling giant like dining room kitchen whatever you know like we had, we had a couple rooms it was basically there was what the original living room was which we still kind of use like that but then there was like a parlor and a kitchen dining room thing on the other side and we heated we heated the house with a wood stove so the way it was done was it was this giant wedge cut out of the one wall that joined the two of them and you'd have the wood stove like you know facing through both sides of this house and so, you know, I get up in the middle of the night, go do my do my business, and, like, every single major surprise my parents ever planned for me was ruined because I just, like, would be, like, you know, again, I pick up on details even if I'm subconsciously asleep. Or I'm subconsciously, like, just kind of zonked out, and, let's see, yeah, I'm watching my dad put a bicycle together, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I came out one time, and I'm just, like, I got to go to the bathroom, and, like, I'm walking through, and my parents were loading up the Easter baskets, and it's like, if you tell your siblings, we will fucking kill you. And it's just, like, I just, my, my immediate response is, like, I'm just rubbing my face, and it's like, I just got to pee. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it, back to it, so, 
you want to protect your kid, but you also kind of want to protect the protect their innocence, I guess, as long as as long as you can. Um, but maybe there is a time where it's like, okay, it's kind of probably gone too far. They need to kind of. I just feel bad for light thirteen, man. That's like that's seventh grade, and, and I might be a little off with that. I'm probably off by a couple of years okay. because because my mom actually left our home around the age of thirteen, and I think it was before that. I'm just not sure how 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 early. Um, Light's memory will probably be much more vivid because he was older um, of how old he was. Um, but another thing that my wife has always done, and I have to give her credit here, is she's never given the kids the big gift from Santa. Oh, it's always been from mom and dad? The big gifts have always been from mom and dad. Okay. And the little items are from Santa. Yeah, so Santa doesn't... That's actually... That's pretty cool, actually. That's actually smart, like really smart because... So that way when he goes and hugs us, it's not like, oh, Santa got me the, my favorite car or my favorite... Um, game or whatever it's like no mom and dad got that for me and, and the kids come over and thank us for that and then um and then it might be like an accessory to that or, santa got you like socks and underwear and yeah. the shit you don't want absolutely yeah and she's been really smart about that because she doesn't want them to to be raised with the impression that that magic gives them cool toys i mean it it, it, it really they it's hard for them to appreciate everything that the family's gone through when everything says Santa on it. Yeah, I, I, that's actually, that's really smart. That's, I've never heard of that before, actually. I'm sure maybe people do it, but I, I never actually maybe really even thought to, to think about it or, or, or ha, thought to, to listen to somebody doing that, but it's kind of, like that, that would be an easy way, an easy transition into like, yeah, there's no Santa, obviously. Santa got you the shitty gifts. Like. Yeah. And like the stockings were always stuffed by Santa. So she would always do that. And she would have nice stuff in the stockings. I mean, the stockings might have added up to more than their big gift. But it was, you know, Hot Wheels and Pezzes and stuff like that. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the big gift. Um, now, one thing that I know you wanted to touch base on um, was the art of shopping. Yeah. So we are, to introduce it this year, last year... So I have two. I have two siblings. One Cassidy that currently lives in Texas. Uh, they just moved down to Plano, and the other one, Brittany, that lives in Miami and has lived there for several years. So we kind of trade off on where we spend the holidays. Like three years ago, we did it when I was living in Kingston. Um, you guys all get together every Christmas. Every Christmas. So we last year we flew down to Miami, and this year we're flying down to Texas. And the older the older sister, not your older sister, but the older of the two, has children, right? Yep. Cassidy has my has uh, my nephew Xander and twin nieces uh, Zaya and Zoe. So if she's traveling, she's traveling with three little she's ones. Traveling heavy, man. Yeah. And her husband, of course. Right. Um, but the last year we had to do like. The brick and mortar shopping, shopping in an actual department store was not an option because getting all those gifts to the locale, mm-hmm. I just couldn't justify spending the money to ship it there mm-hmm. and then they're going to have to spend the money to ship it back or try to cram everything into luggage, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, because you're, because you have to fly, right? Yeah, you can't drive. Right, We're because dri- we're flying to Florida. So what you did know? you do? Did you pay like Amazon to gift wrap it? It was Amazon, and <laughs> yo, well, this shit is crazy. This was a nightmare, actually. Now I'm remembering it. I kind of blocked it out of my memory. We ordered all the gifts from Amazon with, like, a packing list, like, so they would be, like, marked, like, what gifts were what. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got there, God, it was a shit show. 
we got there down to Miami, and my sister is like, yep, we got all the gifts. Everything's here, like mm-hmm. in these giant boxes just sitting in this room because we were at a um, an Airbnb. We, we rented a house down there. Mm-hmm. And the night before Christmas, like Cassidy's and, and Cassidy and Brittany, everyone's like just like rapping shit. Mm-hmm. I did not rap shit. I'm terrible at that. So I was there for emotional support. But they, I mean... <laughs> Into late all hours of the night, just setting shit yeah. up, and it was just such a production. It was insane. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Well, and plus travel, right? I mean, depending on when you arrive, you yeah. Really, and you 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 haven't seen your siblings in a, in a long time, so it's you have to catch up, right? You have to eat, yeah. And and then you got the you got the little ones that. Um. So you you guys were all in one house. Yeah, all in one house, except for Brittany. She stayed at her place. Um, which is where she kind of like kept the like Brittany's a, apartment was like the command center essentially for like the wrapping and the gifts and everything, and it was like keep the kids away and sure. out of here. Yeah, yeah, they were doing it in like the the bedroom or whatever, mm-hmm. and everyone else essentially was just just entertain the children. There's no easy way, like unless you you're at the mall and you have one of those huge wrapping tables. There's no easy way, like you can do it on a bed. But then it kind of works. The bed's a little bit too soft. Most people, I think, just wrap on the ground. Yeah. But then you're sitting. I mean, I don't sit. Um, I, I guess crisscross applesauce is the politically correct way of saying it now. But I don't sit Indian style on the ground too much anymore. So when I do that, when I'm wrapping, like it feels like my kneecaps are going to break off. <laughs> it's. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It fucking hurts a lot. <laughs> like it's like it's like my body was never meant to move that way. Uh, you know, we used to sit that way in school, and, and by the way, they don't say Indian style anymore. In I school. would imagine they, they they don't anymore. And I don't know what applesauce has the fuck to do with crossed legs. Yeah, it just rhymes. But yeah, so I'm sitting there fucking crisscross applesauce, trying to and you bending over constantly, bending over trying to wrap stuff. It's very uncomfortable. It takes hours. Um, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable process. Uh, just just the wrapping alone. Of course, everybody has to deal with that if they do wrap their gifts and they don't <clears throat> and they don't pay somebody to wrap them. Doesn't um, some of the some of the online services will wrap it for you, right? I believe so. Um, I didn't uh, look in thoroughly enough to that that I, I probably should have. Um, but man, I mean, they, they charge I don't know five, six, eight bucks per gift. That can add up. Oh, absolutely. And and frankly. I don't know if I'll go back to shopping in a department store. Mm-hmm. It's very with this like whenever we're traveling, it's just a no brainer. I have to do it. Like I have to have somebody else ship that shit out and get it there for me. They, yeah, yeah. Because you're not gonna you're gonna, you're gonna pack a whole bunch of luggage. I mean, some gifts don't even fit in luggage. No, right. Like we would have to send stuff. It would just be a nightmare. Like shipping it would be expensive, and you're already paying for shipping from these online places at a, like a flat rate. Essentially, you might as well just ship it to where you need it to be for Christmas. So I've been brick and mortar my entire life, and until this year, I had never even ordered one item off of the internet for Christmas, which is crazy because I'm that is te- crazy because I'm the tech guy, right? So I've been right. buying stuff off of the internet for years. But the the difference is is that I, I I normally wouldn't buy toys and stuff like that off of the internet. Um, 
first of all, you have the whole warranty thing, right? Warranties are tougher. So if you buy somebody an RC car from Walmart, it's going to be easier for them to bring it back than if you bought them an RC car from some Amazon store. Some of those Amazon stores are like they go through fulfillment centers, but the actual retailer might not even be based out of the United States, right? So it gets really weird when you buy something off of Amazon. So I've, I've really been hesitant to do that. Um, the other thing is, is that there's the time delay. What you order could take two days to show up. They say, hey, it's got free shipping. But what I've noticed is a lot of the time, it's two days shipping once the order's been fulfilled. So they don't actually ship it and send it, um, sometimes for days. Yeah, right? I ran, actually, I did run into that with one of the gifts. And one I had our, to be a real asshole to the Amazon did? customer service. Yeah, I ripped them up, down, left, right. There was very little left of their carcass when I was done with them. But they shipped it out that day. <laughs> one of the one of the items that we purchased actually wasn't in stock. And it still told us it would arrive before Christmas, but they said it wasn't in stock and it's because um um you know they were waiting for the shipment from the factory or whatever. It was um but what was nice is that the delivery date was still, you know, well over a week before Christmas. So we ordered it. Right. You know, we took the chance and we ordered it. But yeah, there's some interesting things. And and because of that, we've always done brick and mortar because when you leave with those huge, huge bags filled with gifts, you know you have them in your hand. Also, my wife and I, um, so we don't do we don't divide and conquer. Now, I know a lot of parents prefer to do it this way, and mom might go out and do all the Christmas shopping, and dad stays home with the kids, or vice versa. We don't divide and conquer. Um, what we usually do is, um, if we can, we'll drop off one of the kids or two of the kids, and then we'll take the other kids with us. Now, this is interesting because we actually, in a lot of, a lot of cases, we are buying the gifts for our children while they're with us. But, you know, we, we put them under coats or whatever inside the, um, inside the cart. We do our best to hide them. And for the most part, the kids are distracted anyway. We might, we might pick up a small toy for them that they can play with while we're shopping, and it distracts them from what we're stuffing into the cart. Plus, the cart's filled with a lot of stuff, right? It's filled with, like, you know, our kids are, we have, we have three children, but we might be shopping for 15. So for them to know what we're picking up for their for their cousins versus what we're picking up for them they're not sure about. So I know there's a lot of judgment online when they see parents out shopping with their children. I'm actually not against it because I've lived I've lived both worlds and my wife and I work really well together. I and mean, that's the type of relationship that we have. We feed off of each other's ideas and we try to we try to shop together. So she might have a good idea for my brother. Um, but I'm usually the one buying for him. Um, I might have a good idea for her mother, but she's the one buying for her. So we work as a team and we work best like that. If I'm out by myself, I'm going to shop like a typical man. I'm going to go there with everything that I know I want to get. And then I'm going to come home. Right. I'm not going to look back <clears throat> and us working together works better. Um, this was the first year and, and it took a lot of convincing, but I said, you know, I really want to try this from home. We have some time. You know, is, Amazon will tell us if it'll arrive on time, and it's guaranteed. It says it's guaranteed. Of course, it sounds like you ran into a guarantee that, that wasn't necessarily guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> so we did the online thing for the first time, and uh, what I liked about it was I was able to sit down at my table with a cup of coffee and brainstorm the ideas. What I should do is I should write down gift ideas all year, you know, and, and when I think about that perfect thing for, for my father, I should write it down. But in reality, I don't think about Christmas 
throughout the course of the year. Or if I do, I forget. You know, I'm like, oh crap, we, we said we were going to get them something. What did we say we were going to get? And we want it to be a personalized gift. You know, we want it to be a gift that they like. But this worked out well because I, I had some stuff that I'd written down throughout the year, but a lot of it was was us coming up with brainstorming. So like like one example is, um, and, and this is where I think online shopping really gets cool. Um, if you have if you have the time to do it, if you can think about it, plan it, and you, you know you have the time to wait for the stuff to arrive. Um, her mother doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can I can say this. But uh, we went to Florida when when our oldest was one and a half. We only had one child, and her mom went with us so that we had a babysitter. It was for a wedding, and we needed a babysitter. So we're like, you know what? Come with us. You get to see Florida. Um, you get to stay with us. We'll pay for your food. All you got to do is be our babysitter, right? And uh, <clears throat> we, there was a place across the street, and it's a Hawaiian coffee chain called Badass Coffee, right? Yeah. And have you heard of them? There's uh, there's actually one, not to spike my volumes there, but there's uh, there used to be a Badass Coffee in Wappingers Falls where Sean is from. Okay. Yeah. And it's, what's what's the, it's called Kona, right? Kona, Kona Coffee. Kona yeah. Coffee. Um and you could buy Kona coffee in this area. You can go to the, you know, like a, like a Wegmans or like a supermarket. You could buy Kona coffee. But the badass brand, if you've been to one, right? They got a cool logo. They got all the dark mugs. Words, it's very like, yeah, like tropical kind of island living kind of uh, setting they have inside. Well, it turns out that they sell every single one of their coffee blends that they sell inside their um, inside their cafes. They sell every single coffee blend online. Now, I'm sure they just have some suppliers that they order them from, but the memory that her mother has was going to Badass Coffee every day, and she still to this day says that, that was the best coffee that she ever had. So we thought, why not buy her a Badass Coffee souvenir mug? And some some ground coffee. We go to their website, and they offer either the whole beans or the ground. Her parents don't grind their coffee, so we got the ground, and um, and we got her this souvenir mug. Now it was very expensive, right? I, I want to say the order just for those two items for a large bag of coffee and a cup was over fifty dollars, right? This is more than I would have spent in a department store on her. Sure. But what I used to do at the department stores, like I said, like I would pick out the clothes for her for her mom. I actually would pick out these blouses that I thought looked nice. Now it sounds weird that I'm going around <laughs> picking out blouses. But but that's what I that's what I do. I, I see them. I really like the way that they weird. look. You know, she helps me out with the sizes and then I buy these blouses and, and her mother has loved these blouses. But the thing is, is she's getting older and she doesn't go to events to wear them. So she's like, Trace, you keep buying me a new blouse. I don't go to a wedding every year. So all I have is my closet just filling up with these beautiful blouses and I've, I'm not going to wear them. So she said, she says, I'm sorry, but can you please stop buying, stop me, buying blouses? me blouses? Which is the, probably the strangest conversation to have. But I'm glad she was honest because I would have gone and would have done the same I thing. I would have bought another goddamn blouse. And she would have politely just put it in her closet. Um, uh, uh, similarly, she buys pajamas for the whole family, um, and that's all she ever does. So you could you could almost make the argument that we're sick of getting pajamas. But what I've realized is um, you can always throw out a pair of pajamas and put on a fresh pair of pajamas. Although I've also learned that I need pockets. Gunnar, how do you shop for uh, for your siblings and oh that's implying that there's some cohesive thought it's randomly like we're 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 pretty much at the point where everybody gets things that they need anyways it's just 
the, the challenge is finding the one that you like usually it's one maybe two items and it's just finding the thing that this Where? person's life would probably be better if they had this in it it's uh, just that they don't know that they're missing it. You know, like, where do you go? Do you, do you do it online or do you go to the stores? I go on stores. I do like online, random accumulation of things. I mean, it, it's there ain't there ain't no consistent shopping pattern. It's just like trying to find places that I I, I know that things would accumulate that they'd be looking for. Like, and how many like nieces and nephews do you have to shop for? I have four at the moment. <laughs> now, do your do your siblings still buy for each other at your adult age? I mean, we'll get something uh, like gag gifts or real gifts. I mean, Aaron, so Aaron and I, and now Rosanna, because she's got like an adult job, but pretty much everybody else is broke. Mm-hmm. You know, tapped out. You know, like I actually, I, I just got, I got to send. I kind of feel bad. I'm just going to send Adam. Here's a pile of money. Find something for B that she likes. And you have a brother. Does he come home for the holidays? No. He does not. No. Does he have any children? Well, yeah, I have. He has one daughter, Beatrix. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's, do you buy for her or no? I'm literally just Adam. Here's here's I'm a pile of money. You. Here's a pile of money. Go get something. Here, 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 here here's a here's a here's a number with a here's a number with some series of zeros after it. Go get something. Go get something for yourself and be. This year we're doing. Uh, with our Christmas, with all the traveling and stuff, it's just really stressful. It's a lot of, it's just a lot of money and time. Um, we're doing Secret Santa on my with on my side of the family for the um, adults. What's that for the adults? For the adults, the adults are doing Secret Santa. It's still for the kids. The kids are still going to. We're still getting a ton of gifts for the kids or whatever. Are the are the grandparents included in the Secret Santa? Yes, too? they are. Yep, everyone is included. So it's my, it's. Uh, my my mom and my pops, me and Shauna, uh, Cassidy and Carlos and Brittany and Kike, those are like the the main combatants in the Secret Santa. Um, but it's just it's a lot easier. And hey, times are financially tough for some people. And you know, uh, and you guys do like a wish list type Secret Santa, right? So. Yeah. So how we did it, we just we went. There's like a website that we went to, mm-hmm. and everyone puts their name in. They put their interests in, but I'm the dick that didn't put his interests in. Uh, <laughs> and um, you know, it randomly draws and it emails you like who you got essentially. Okay. You can go and view their profile and see what they are. So nobody really knows who they have aside from obviously mm-hmm. the uh, the partners know, right? Mm-hmm. But. And then we're just gonna shop. We said we set a fifty dollar limit. That way, nobody's you know losing their ass because they're already buying for the kids. Has anybody ever got their spouse before? Uh, this is the first time we're doing it. Oh, okay. That would be freaking weird. Actually, I never actually thought about that. Yeah, because you're probably gonna secretly tell your spouse who you got, and then if you had her, then it, you kind of gotta. It wouldn't be a secret if you told her. You'd have to lie. Yeah. But at least everybody gets something that that um, that they think. That they think, you know, they're getting something for somebody that they think that they would want or need. And I feel like it's you can actually concentrate and, and put significantly more effort into the process of getting the gift. Um, whereas when you're buying for everyone, you're just, you're more spread out. And if you don't, because st- I don't start until late, like really, I'm classic procrastinator. You know, some people start, you know, I got my, they got their shopping done in like October, which yeah. is great for them, but I'm. 
literally finishing up. It's weird. I mean, how much of your life is ruled by Christmas? And that's the thing, like, uh, like I said, like I might think of things throughout the course of the year and I try to write them down, but is is every day of my life a potential candidate for thinking of Christmas gifts? Or is Christmas just a time to get together with your family and if you can show up with a nice gift, then great, you know? And, and I'm kind of somewhere in between. You know, I, I, want, I want to get somebody something that they would like and that might be a little bit memorable. It doesn't need to be the best gift on the planet. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we're doing this year um, is we're, we're getting a game console for our children. And it's the most we've ever spent on them before. But it's not necessarily a huge, huge gift. Like, uh, I mean, it is from a price perspective, right? But it's... You know, we've you know, we've gotten scooters and, and tricycles and bicycles and stuff like that under the tree before. So it's not like the, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got me this thing. It's it's more like there's there's no other way but to spend tons of money and it just is what it is. It's like buying somebody like an iPad mini, right? It's got a lot of function to it um, and, and it's certainly going to be useful, but you might already have another iPad in the house. It's just a personalized version of something that you already have. In our case, we have a gaming console at home. We're just buying a newer one. But what's crazy is like the price, It's the, the console itself is hundreds of dollars, but then just to be able to play a game, you need to, you know, with a family, we're a family of five, so we've got to buy extra controllers. We've got to buy games that are fun for a family. So games that are more than just single player, you know, games that maybe support up to, you know, four or five players. And all this cool stuff we have for the old console isn't compatible with a new console. No. You yeah. know, so it's like the old console, we have like the stuff where we can do the rock band with the guitars and the drums. I think we have two guitars, three microphones. You can only run two mics at a time, but you can run both guitars and uh, the, the, the drum sets. We can get the whole family, even the baby can be on the microphone singing along. He, he fails out, but we put it on easy <laughs> so he doesn't get kicked out of the game. <laughs> None of that equipment's going to work on the new system. And that's an interesting problem. Uh, you know, it would cost us hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars to get our game collection back up to what it is with the old console. And uh, but all we're going to tuck under the tree is enough to get, you know, to get this one game going, you know, the game that we buy with it, you know, enough controllers just to, you know, maybe enough pe enough for four people to play Mario Kart at the same time. You know, that's that's our goal. But we've never spent that much on a gift before. Right. No. And it's gaming consoles are kind of uh, they're always initial investments are, pr are pretty high, and they're they're just expensive. Period, right? If you think about it, but getting you want enough controllers, you want the console, you want a game. You're talking about three hundred bucks for the console. You're talking about sixty bucks for a game, and you're talking about fifty to seventy dollars a pop for controllers. Yeah, like and it's and it's <laughs> even crazier for us because uh, the, so the console that we're going that, that we're going with is going to be the Switch. Now, it's not necessarily my first choice as a console. I'm not really a console gamer, but it's not necessarily my first choice, but it's it's definitely like a like a um, compatibility with the family choice, right? Oh, if all if if it's if you're going for family and honestly, young kids, period, this switch is the way to go. That's and, who I, what I would suggest I thought, to anybody. I thought that 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 Nintendo were imbeciles when I first saw the fact they were trying to sell the concept of a tablet as a gaming console until I saw it in action. I went to a friend's house, and they weren't tying up the TV, but they were all still playing a game. And I was like, whoa, this actually is really cool. It's like people can play a video game on an iPad, and you can have two of them sitting in front of the iPad and playing on it. it it's crazy they're the first ones to make it work, actually. Like, we've had the hardware fast enough to play these games. Nintendo was the first one to make it work. And um, you can pick it up and make it a personal 
game, right? And it's just a game. I actually, you know, I'm trying to write it off as a business expense. And, and uh, I was like, hey, you know, does it have a web browser? Because if it has a web browser, then we can test our website out with this thing and it can be a business expense. And uh, it turns out that the the owner of Nintendo said he never plans on putting a web browser on this thing. He doesn't want it to be misused huh. as a home entertainment device like people were doing with a Wii, which is really weird because I know a lot of people that that started watching Netflix on the Wii. Well, and, and again, it's weird because like you, you had a web browser for the PSP. Right. It, it, you know, I mean, like it, it, there was a web browser for the freaking 3DS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... And, and, and effectively, the Switch is the replacement for the 3DS. Right. So I got to ask, not to get off the, the, the Wii, or the, the Switch, excuse me, what are your thoughts on the Secret Santa? Do you think it, for so, you, do you think it not works? Gunner, for you, do you think it's... I've like, done it at work before, yeah. and as long as you have an idea what that person's interested in, it works well, and you need a price limit, right? right? You need a price limit, you need to know what they're interested in. It can be tough. But I, I kind of like the concept because you don't have to buy for everyone. Um, we used to do the Chinese auction. Um, which Isn't Chinese auction, was that the episode on The Office, like we're Mean Christmas? It probably was. The weird thing about the Chinese auction is, is if you don't unwrap your gift, then it's, if you unwrap your gift, it's eligible for a trade. It gets really, really weird. And you can steal stuff. Yeah, it is Mean Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it gets really strange. So... It's like the moment you unwrap it, you can steal it, and everybody gets one chance to steal or something like that. But if you leave it wrapped and you just you hope you know what it is inside, then nobody can steal it. So we we used to do Chinese auction with the adults, and uh, it worked really well for the first couple of years. Um, I remember one year, it was before people were using their cell phones for navigation. Somebody bought a uh, GPS. Somebody bought a pot and pan, a Paula Deen pot, pot and pan set. Of course, this was back when people still liked Paula Deen. Those two items were, were unwrapped and traded a lot. There was a lot of demand for them, and it was because everybody needed a new pot and pan set, and everybody needed a GPS. Or maybe they had one GPS, but they had to swap it between two cars. The problem that occurred was the next year, after people saw the fighting that occurred over those items, Everybody went out and bought pots and pans and GPSs. So the following year, people are like, I don't want a fucking pot and pan set. I don't want another GPS. Like it actually backfired on itself. So we shut it down. Now the adults no longer buy for each other, um, which I don't know. I mean, it doesn't bother me. I, my wife's siblings are the only ones that I really oh, participate okay. so with. It's, this. You don't, you just don't buy for each other, period then. Well, I buy for my brother's. Yeah. Um, I buy for my brothers, but we don't, it's only three of us, right? So it, it's not really a huge convenience to not buy for, for one of them, right? So it doesn't make sense for me and my brothers to do a Chinese auction. Um, her siblings, on the other hand, um, there's five of them, yeah. you know? So it's a significant price difference between buying. Yeah, and now she doesn't, she doesn't buy for them anymore. Um, her mom happens to have a, uh, a birthday in December. So she ends up getting her birthday gifts and her uh, Christmas gifts uh, at the same time. So that's, we have to do that shopping as well. But yeah, she doesn't purchase for her siblings anymore. And I'm really glad because, uh, you know, her, the, the personalities of their, of her siblings are, are interesting. Um, only, well, so she has, she has four siblings. Two of them have children. Um, 
one of them has three children. The other one only has one child. And that the one child is is in his 20s now, right? So we do buy for him like a nephew, but the, he can drink. You know, he yeah. works a full-time job. Right. I mean, it's it, he's more like a peer to us now than he is like a nephew to us. So um, now his mother, her her philosophy is, and, and I, I don't blame her. She says, I don't. She says, I don't really do any gift exchanges with anybody. So the sibling exchange, even if it was the Chinese auction, she's like, the sibling exchange was the only gift I opened on Christmas. So her philosophy was, hey, you know, I'm I'm divorced. I don't have a, a husband buying anything for me. Um, my son might get me get me something small, but that gift exchange was was what I looked forward to in Christmas. So she wanted to keep it around. Um and her 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 um her other sister didn't didn't always participate in the in the exchange and that made sense she had a lot of kids uh, she has a lot of kids but her two brothers neither of them have children and one of them is very very particular about what he spends his money on so he would be the one that would come up to you afterwards and say um you know I, i'm sorry but i'm going to return this right so he would get the chinese auction but he's like i just got this so i could get the hundred dollars back like you know, he was like just in your face about, hey, I, I'm sorry, but I don't like this and I'm not going to use it. Oh, shit. Um, so he wasn't really that excited about the Chinese auction. Um, and then the other one, the other one is 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 a little bit, um, he's, the, the other one probably liked it, but I don't think he liked the ritual, right? He was kind of like the one that was... Um, it's hard to say it, but he's the asshole in the family. He'll be happy that I calls that I call him that. He's the asshole in the family. So if he watches, if he listens to his sister say something like, "Well, this is the only gift that I get," he's like, "Well, Christmas is the spirit of giving, so you shouldn't be talking about what you receive." That's the type of guy he is, right? <laughs> so you have this dynamic between her siblings, and uh, and they're and I love them all, and they're all great. But you have this dynamic between their siblings where it's almost like a recipe for disaster. It is just. Drama will happen when you do this type of gift exchange. Secret and in fairness, would have been it's not better. just Christmas, though, right? Like, there's, it just seems that with family gatherings, whether it's Thanksgiving or whatever, there's, yeah, people got to nip at each other. They do because yeah. they they know each other so well. They know the buttons to push, and so there's some shit pops off. It's how it goes, kind of every year. And the larger the family, the 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 the, the slimmer chance you have of everybody getting along. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, absolutely. And she actually has two. My so my wife actually has has uh, has six siblings. Um, she only spends time with four of them. She has an estranged brother on either side. Oh, okay. Because her her parents were married previously and had families previously, so she actually has an estranged brother on either side. So if if for some reason they decide to come around, it gets even stranger, right? Because what do you do with them? I mean, yeah, you don't. I mean, if they're strange, you obviously probably they would be difficult to shop for. <laughs> what do you say if if you end up with a gift you don't like? Well, fuck you! I'm not going to talk to you for another twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> it might be that might be the path out. So uh, we've actually run over time now, which is fine. Um, but uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, actually, wanted to give a shout out to. Um, Josh R. on um, <clears throat> Anchor, he shot us a message like <laughs> um, five six, months ago. Five and we or just six found months ago. And we're, yeah. just, we're just now like finding this message. So, Josh, uh, hopefully you're still listening. But uh, Did you listen to his um, 
what he had to say i listened to his original message i haven't gotten to he has like four he sent like four different messages but i listened to the original message let's play let's play them because i want to reply to him too and we can give gunner a chance to reply to him so i'm going to pause but nobody's going to know that i'm going to pause for a second and then we'll then we'll re-record our response to him does that sound okay yeah that sounds great so josh i definitely uh agree with a lot of uh what you're saying and actually don't disagree with any of what you uh you said in your message um which is kind of just a quick synopsis of what Josh had messaged us was kind of why the mainstream um, hasn't embraced uh, anime and a lot of problems with the anime uh, industry in general. Um, we're actually going to respond to this next episode. Uh, one of our segments, uh, Gunner's going to take point on and kind of talking about the American uh, anime industry and kind of the collapse of it and, and, and how it's gotten there. But um, anyways, that's it uh, for the show. Uh Sorry, Josh, it took us like six months to get back to you, but now that we have this uh, application on our smartphones, we'll be able to respond to all messages uh, sent to us. And it goes for everybody else. If you do want to leave us a voice a voice uh, message, the, the the feature is built into the Anchor app. So I'm not telling you guys to use Anchor, your, your Apple Podcasts app or whatever, uh, Google Podcasts, or, or even playing through the Anchor website. Go ahead and keep using that. But for some reason, Anchor only allows this voice feature in the Anchor app itself, which is why it, we went like five months or maybe maybe seven months. I don't know how long it was because that was one of our earlier episodes with anime. Yeah. Um, we went months without knowing about this because we hadn't installed the anchor app on our phones we were using the, the built-in podcast apps on our phone or the anchor website um also hopefully anchor fixes this there's no way to download him into our episode um we can tag him out to the end of the episode but we you know we what we do is we we we, we chop and copy and paste the audio segments so i would have wanted to put him right in the middle and i don't want you guys to have to listen to a cell phone uh, up against the microphone i don't think that's going to come out well but josh r is actually uh listening from california yeah, so right that's, in california that's a pretty cool reach that's pretty um, awesome josh well, i think we're also interested um how you found out about us if you found the hashtag anime online or if you are a friend of a friend of a friend or uh, or how you heard about us so um please uh please leave us another message and and um, and we'll make sure to include anything that you uh, that you leave for us in episode thirty-five. Absolutely. So, anybody, everybody, thanks for uh, checking in, and uh, we'll see you next time.